church on a Sunday morning in Inglewood, Florida. Amen. And uh, worshiping the Lord. Come on. Praise the Lord. Come on. Where I'm at. Let's go with the message. See what you got coming for us, Raj. I'd like, before we start our message this morning, I'd like us to say the 23rd Psalm together. Would you say it with me? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Pray with me. Father, help us now as we preach, as we remember As we move forward, Lord, I pray this message today will help our hearts when tragedy comes to our house, when hard times hit us. May you be our 9-11, Lord. May you be the one we cry to, the one we call out to. Bless your word to our heart today, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Be seated, would you? Appreciate it. God bless you. September the 11th, 2001, 15 years later today, at 8.46 a.m., American Airlines Flight 11 crashed at over 466 miles per hour into the north face of the One World Trade Center between floors 93 and 99. At 9.03 a.m., United Airlines Flight 175 crashes at over 590 miles per hour into the south face of Two World Trade Center between floors 77 and 85. At 9.37 a.m., American Airlines Flight 77 crashes at over 530 miles per hour into the western side of the Pentagon in Arlington, Virginia. At 10.03 a.m., United Airlines Flight 93 crashes at over 570 miles per hour into a field in Somerset County, Pennsylvania, southeast of Pittsburgh. It missed its intended target of either the United States Capitol building or the White House. At 
2,977 innocent people died on September the 11th, 2001. 2,606 in the World Trade Center. 87 on American Flight 11. 60 on United Flight 175. 125 in the Pentagon. 59 on flight, American Flight 77. 40 on United Flight 93. 411 of these victims were emergency worker heroes. 341 New York firefighters. Two New York paramedics. 23 New York police officers. 37 Port Authority police officers. Eight private EMT paramedics. And these are their names. fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. Terrorist attacks can shake the foundations of our biggest buildings, but they cannot touch the foundation of America. These acts shatter steel, but they cannot dent the steel of American resolve. Tonight I ask for your prayers for all those who grieve. For the children whose worlds have been shattered. For all whose sense of safety and security has been threatened. And I pray they will be comforted by a power greater than any of us, spoken through the ages in Psalm 23. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. You probably didn't want to come to church and hear that this morning, did you? Tough. You live in America. We're in this together. Amen? Say. 
Okay, Christians aren't huddled somewhere else over here. No, we are America. Amen? Say. Amen? Come on. Let's go with the message. We don't have a whole lot from 9-11. People were not alerted it was going to happen. The two planes that hit the World Trade Center, no communication really from them. The one that hit the Pentagon. But we do have communication from Flight 93. We have communication from Flight 93. And I'd like to uh, share that with you on Flight 93, what happened. At 9.44 a.m., Flight 93 passenger Todd Beamer attempted to call his wife Lisa from the onboard telephones. Instead, he reaches GTE airline airphone operator Lisa Jefferson. I just think it's interesting. He's trying to call his wife Lisa, but a woman on the phone, her name is Lisa. I don't know if that had to bring some comfort, you know. They talked for a total of how many minutes? Say it with me. Thirteen minutes. Lisa Jefferson kept talking to Todd. And wouldn't, would not, would not let go of that phone. He tells her details about the hijacking, what he's seen. That he could not tell if the pilot or the co-pilot were alive or are they dead. He didn't know. Back there on the phone talking to Lisa. She tells Beamer of the two flights that have now crashed into the World Trade Center. Can only imagine what he must be thinking. He then tells her about his wife and his kids. And they had one on the way. The plane begins to lurch as the hijackers have taken the controls. Beamer becomes excited and fears that they're going down. As the plane levels off, he asks Jefferson to call his wife if I don't make it. He asked her to tell them that he loved them. He then asked the following. Can you please recite the Lord's Prayer with me? Would you stand with me? We can recite it, can't we? Come on, let's say it together. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Be seated, please. As the ride gets more bumpy, he yells, Lisa, Lisa. She tells him she'll be there as long as he is there. Boy, that's something the church needs to remember. Telling people, I'll be there as long as, as, long as you need me. How about that? Is that a good word? Yes or no? Beamer then tells her that he and some other passengers had decided to try to take back the plane. Good. 
By the way, that's how I want to be. Amen? Say, I don't know about you, but that's how I want to be. <laughs> Hope I'll have the strength if it ever comes to that. That's how he was. We know that as history. They all knew about the other flights being used now as missiles. They all knew it, what was going on. They had to do something and had planned their assault. Beamer then laid down the phone and left the line open. Lisa Jefferson then heard Beamer say the following. I'd like you to say it with him. Can you do it with me? Come on. God... Help me, Jesus, help me. Are you ready? Okay. Are you guys ready? There she goes. And say it real loud. One, two, three. One more time. One, two, three. And you'd heard that statement before, hadn't you? You might not be familiar with all the other, but you certainly are familiar with that. So where were you on 9-11? That's the message title today. I wanted to take us back a little bit. Did not want this day to come. And it just passed like it was just another day. I think you'll remember now, don't you? Yes or no? Okay, let's keep moving. Well, I put together a message, actually some scriptures years ago when this happened. You know, I could not help. I love studying the scriptures. I love the book of Revelation. Matter of fact, I think soon we're going to teach the book of Revelation. I'll do a study here. I've done it. I love it. I enjoy it. Yeah, praise the Lord. It's a little strange, but we'll do it. No problem. We'll do that, okay? It's a little odd, and you know, but I'll jump in it. It's going to happen. But uh, I just thought, wonder what Revelation 9-11 says. Now, when you study the Bible, guys, the Bible was written without all the verses by it. It didn't be come out like verse 1, verse 2, verse 3. No, 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 no. It was written, and, and men put the, the verses in there and broke it down in chapters, much of it, so it would be easier to read and you could follow and understand. A joker like me that says, hey, look at verse 4. Amen. Instead of saying, hey, look in the middle, you know, over there to the right somewhere. You know, it's a lot better to have some point of reference. Yes or no? Amen? So I don't make a big deal out of the necessary references like, ooh, it's prophetic, 9-11, look at it. I'm not one of those jokers. Got it? Yes or no? Y'all cool? But I did think about it. And so I went to the Bible and looked at Revelation 9-11. And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue his name is Apollyon. Talking of Satan. I just found that fascinating. Revelation 9-11 talks, back it up, Revelation 9-11 talks about the devil. That name Abaddon, Apollyon, especially in the Greek, the word Apollyon means destroyer. Say destroyer. One more time. The Bible says Satan goes about as a lion seeking whom he may devour or whom he may destroy. Amen? So here's a verse, Revelation 9-11, last days, what will happen? And I'm just thinking, turn to 9-11, I'm just, you know, just what I do. Never thought about putting a message together on it. I was just curious. And I found it strange 
that when I open that Bible, it speaks of Satan and the devil. And what I just witnessed was of the devil. What happened to this country? And you've heard my message on Islam versus Christianity. Get it. If it's out there, get it. If it's not out there, we, I don't think we have it out there, but it's online. But we're going to get a bunch of those and reproduce those so you can have them. Amen for your DVD and just listen to it. It's in your CD player. Listen, it's an evil ideology. It's not me just saying that on the stage. I'll go into detail with it. You can check it out and you'll see. Okay? And so what happened that day? Radical Islam. You can't read the Koran without seeing, you can call it radical or not, but it's radical, okay? Just when you read it. Muhammad was radical. And so what happened on 9-11 was incredible. And so that's why I turned to this verse. So now, let's move forward. The devil's been hijacking, he's been deceiving, he's been destroying people's lives all the way since the Garden of Eden. Okay, this shouldn't take us by surprise or shock who's behind this. The Bible says, wherefore is by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death now has passed upon all men, for all have what? Sin. The wages of sin is what? Death. But the gift of God's eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Sin came back way back then. The gift of God's eternal life. That's what, that's what Jesus has for us. Satan wants death and destruction. That's what he's all about. That's what he's always been about. So, with that in mind, not to, not to mess you up this morning... I kept thinking, wonder what the other 9-11s say. Now, not every, there's 27 books in the New Testament. Many of them are five chapters and less. So you won't have a 9-11 in every one of them, correct? But certainly Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Romans, Acts, Hebrews, 1st, 2nd Corinthians, remember? Revelation. So I just want to look at the other 9-11s. Wonder if the other 9-11s talk about the devil or just the one in the back of the book on the last days. Wonder what the other 9-11s talk about. Have I lost you this morning or not? You know why I'm doing this message? Because 9-11s, though you might not be destroyed in a building attack, God help us, I hope it doesn't ever happen. But I'm going to tell you something flat out. You're going to go through some 9-11s in your life. And some of you have already been there. You've lost loved ones, like my mother who was murdered. To get that phone call from the police telling me my mother was murdered? You're going to have situations. The death of a loved one. Cancer. I don't know what it's going to be, but who you going to call? Say, I call on Jesus. Amen? Say. So what did the other 9-11 say? Are you curious or not? Wonder if they all talk about the devil. Hmm. Well, I've called the message victory now through Christ. That should give you a clue. <laughs> no, they don't talk about the devil at all. Now, the one in Revelation does. Revelation 9-11. Last days, evil, destruction. Yeah. But what about Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, all the others? I want you to look at them with me. I want you to know this took a lot of time, by the way. <laughs> because I wanted you to remember it. Let's look at them. Matthew 9, 11. Now, I can't help. I'm the preacher. I'm the one who's reading. I'm the one who's putting the message together. So, certainly, there's bias. Okay? And I've got my own eyes, so I'm reading and seeing what I see. But I'd like to share it with you. And I don't think it's much of a stretch today. 
Matthew 9, 11. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto Jesus' disciples, Why does your master eat with who? Publicans and who? So the first 9-11, here's what I call it. People. People. You think Jesus loves people, yes or no? Is that a stretch for me to put people there, yes or no? Here they're, they're, they're criticizing him. Why does your master go and eat with tax collectors and low-life losers? If you look at the Greek, that's exactly what that says right there. It's who it is. Why does your master take time eating? You know why? Because my master loved people. How many people? All people. Yes or no? That's who Jesus is. So that's the first 9-11. So the first one is about who? About people, about Jesus loving who? Have I lost you or not? Now, when you're going through a 9-11, wouldn't it be good to turn to Matthew and know that Jesus loves me? Yes or no? Say, come on, come on. Wouldn't it be good? Or maybe you've made horrible choices in your life. I met a man recently. Horrible decisions. Been watching us online. He called me, came, saw me, spoke to me. Trusted Christ in my office. Beautiful. But he finally came to the end of his sin and the end of his self. And where did he come? Jesus. So maybe that's where you are today. You can come to Christ. He loves you. You hear me, yes or no? Does he just love the fancy, religious, righteous people? No, matter of fact, people that are full of himself, he really can't stand them. Now, he loves them, but he ain't thrilled with them. Yes or no? Amen? Number two, Mark 9-11. This is not that hard, is it, Steve? <laughs> they don't do this at Liberty University, do they, though? <laughs> Mark 9-11. And they ask him, saying... Why say the scribes that Elias must first come? So they asked Jesus why Elias must first come. And I put the word prophecy because that's what this is talking about. Uh oh, we just lost something, brother. What's happening? Don't, don't flake out on me back there. Amen. Prophecy. Keep looking. Keep looking. Jesus was prophesied. Jesus was prophesied. He's the prophesied one. He's the one that was prophesied to be despised and rejected so that you and I could be saved. Are y'all hearing me today? So that's what Mark 9-11 is talking about. Keep looking. Push me, push me, push me. Isaiah. Go back to Isaiah. He's despised. Say it with me. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Keep helping me. Come on. You're good. Surely, help me now, he hath borne our what? Griefs. He's carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Keep looking. Beautiful verse. Come on. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we, help me sheep, come on, all we, like sheep, have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Have I bored you to tears so far? The first one, Matthew, talks about people. Jesus loving people. The second one, Mark, talks about Jesus being prophesied to come and die for people. 
That's some 9-11s I need. Amen. This is encouraging. This is how I have victory. I need to know Jesus loves me. I need to know that, that he's the only way to God the Father. He's the one that was prophesied. There is no other name given among men where you must be saved. Jesus. Amen. Come on. That's Mark. Yeah, praise the Lord. Come on, y'all too. That's Mark. Here we go. Well, let's see what we can find in Luke 9-11. Here I go. Now, you know these little numbers aren't inspired. You know that, right? The Word of God's inspired, but man put the numbers there. But I believe God used man to help us, help us be able to read the Scriptures and do it like this, you know, after the fact. I, it's a beautiful thing. And the people, when they knew it, followed Him. So here we got the people following Jesus. And He what? He received them and spoke unto them of the kingdom of God, and he healed them that had need of what? Of healing. So people, this isn't hard, prophecy. Now, it was hard on me to get all the P's lined up, but I got them now. People, prophecy. Say that one with me. Physician, physician. How about when you're hurting? How about when it's just you? And you're facing a tough situation. Don't you want to know you can call 911, say, 911. And who's on the other end of the line? The great physician. Amen? Say, I like this. Don't you? Say, come on. He's our great physician. Keep looking. Now, I could go all day on this. Luke 4, 18, the Spirit of the Lord's upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. This is Jesus. To preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that had been bruised. Jesus is our great physician. That's what we're seeing. Jesus heals the who? Brokenhearted. Keep looking. Now, so we've done Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Don't freak out on me. I know there's 27 books in the New Testament, but there's not nine chapters in every one of them, so you're good. Okay? Wait till we get to the epistles. We just get to skate right through them, all right? But John, so let me review. People, prophecy, physician. Now, what's the last one? Revelations of Satan, the destroyer, the wicked one. But so far, I ain't. this has been pretty encouraging, hasn't it? So, hmm. How about John? He answered and said, now this is one of my favorite chapters in all the Bible. John chapter 9 about a blind man born blind from birth. He answered, now this is the blind man, now he's seeing. He's seeing now because Jesus has healed him. He answered and said, a man that's called Jesus made clay. He spit on it. Sort of gross, ain't it? Hey, it ain't, it ain't gross if you want to see, right? Yes or no? Put it on there. He anointed my eyes. He said unto me, go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and I washed and I received my what? Wouldn't that be great sometime when you're facing some struggle to go to the 9-11s? When you can't see straight? When you don't know what is, is? I think it'll help you. Yes or no? I put the word purpose. 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 Jesus has a purpose for my life. They said to Jesus about this blind man, 
Was it his parents that sinned? Is that why he was born blind? Is that what it says? Sure. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. no, It's not about him sinning nor his parents sinning. It's that the glory of God may be performed or displayed in this man's life. Purpose. That's God's God's will for your life. He wants you to glorify him. Y'all hear me, yes or no? You have a purpose. Say, I have a purpose. Say, I matter. I matter. Say, I have value. Jesus gives purpose to my life. That's John chapter number 9, 11. Now look at some other verses. Then again called they this man. Who this man that was born blind? Now he's seeing. And the Pharisees are putting this joker on trial because they're trying to convict Jesus. And they said unto him, give God the praise. Don't be talking about this Jesus man. Give God the praise. Because we know this man's a sinner. You cannot say he did that to you. Shut up your mouth because you cause us problems. And you know what? The blind man, all he was was blind. That's all he was. He got in the middle of something. He didn't know what he was getting in the middle of. All I know, I was blind all my life. And now I'm sitting. You telling me shut my mouth. There's a problem here. He answered and said, whether Jesus is a sinner or no, I don't know that. But one thing I know, say it with me. Whereas I was blind, now I what? Greatest song ever written, ever written was written from that verse. Sing it with me. Come on, church. Get up on your feet one more time. I got you working today. I'm the one that works every Sunday. It's about time somebody helped me. Come on. My mama was a drunk, received Christ. It's no doubt, no, 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 not hard for me to imagine why she always loved Amazing Grace. Let's sing it. Here we go. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. Okay, you can sit back down again. It's not over. Come on, I know it's calisthenics for some of you people. You need it. How are we doing on the 9-11s? Pretty good so far? Come on. Come on. Acts 9-11. So we got, wait a minute, let me look. People, prophecy, physician, and what was the last one? Purpose. I'm going to call on him. 9-11, Acts. And the Lord said unto him. Now this isn't Paul, but this is Ananias, if I have it correctly. Paul, the apostle Paul was Saul. He was killing Christians. Remember that? He was killing Christians. And this man was told to go into the street that's straight. I love that. Go to straight street. I love straight street, don't you? So many things are crooked in this world. Straight street. Arise and go to straight street. And inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he is praying. What's that got to do? Well, it's just a 9-11. What's the word we popped up? Power. Power. God told this man to go and see 
a man who killed Christians. Now, this guy was a Christian. If you're a Christian, one call you don't want to get is from somebody saying, go see the killer of Christians. Yes or no? He don't know anything's happened. All he knows is this guy's killing Christians everywhere. And they're bringing them and wrapping them up in chains and hauling them off. You telling me to go to a straight street? Are you kidding me? Straight street. But I'm going to give you power. I'm going to be with you. You don't know what's happened. Isn't that what happens with our 9-11 so often? We don't know what's happened. We need power. I love this. I know this is goofy preaching. You've got to come back and hear me again. Because you'll go, this is goofy. He's goofy. He's goofy. Well, here's what you're going to see when you come back again. Guess what? You're going to see he's still goofy. Jesus empowers me. Jesus empowers me to go places and to go through crap. Excuse my language. Things I don't want to go through. But thank God he empowers me to make it through it. Amen. Say, how many would say he has empowered me to make it through some mess in my life? I never thought of good. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Come on. Come on. Yeah, praise the Lord. Needless to say, needless to say, he did follow through. He met with Paul, and that was the beginning of uh, Paul's uh, change in life. That was his beginning of his discipleship and of his learning. And because of people doing what they needed to do, the Apostle Paul wrote 13 books in your New Testament. And today you have a book, a Bible, that God saved a wicked man, put his feet on a solid ground. Other people came around him, even though they were fearful of this new believer. They did what God said because God had power, and he empowered them and, and, and made it possible. Amen? For God has not given us, say it with me, the spirit of what? But of power and of love and of a sound mind. Okay? So, Jesus empowers me. Woo, we're making it. Let me look. Matthew, people, Jesus' people. He was prophesied to come. He's the great physician. He can help me. John, what was that one? Purpose, purpose, purpose. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about all this, but I know this one thing. He's coming to my life, and I can see now amazing grace. I sweet the sound. And then the book of Acts. I don't believe I can do this. I don't believe I can go there. I don't believe I can make it through it. Power. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Just the 9-11s. Romans 9-11. For the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that calls. Wow, did that ever take me some thinking. And what we come up with? Promise. Promise. That's what that's talking about. Jesus is God's promise of mercy. For the children being not yet born, pop it up, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of what? Works, but of him that what? That calls. Guys, we're saved because of the promise of God. We're saved by believing the gospel. That's our promise. That's our hope. It should never be in ourself. Amen? When you're in trouble, you don't need to be, oh, look at me, look at me. You need to go, no, no, I need help. He is my promise. He did not call me this far to leave me in the ditch. Yes or no? 
Okay? And I've had to say that many times. And a lot of times when I'm in the ditch, I've said this, Lord, I'm in the ditch. And I don't want to be the same when I get out of this ditch. So change me, Lord, while I'm in this ditch. Because you're faithful, you promised, you didn't lead me here to let, let me die like a dog. Amen. Say, lights are flashing. I see you, Raji. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law. Keep looking. To redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive, say it with me, the adoption of sons. And because you're sons, God sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying what? Abba, Father, or Daddy. That's who we have. Wherefore thou art no more a what? Servant. But you're a what? Son. And if you're a son, then you're a what? Heir of God through Jesus Christ. I just want you to know, yeah, it took a little bit of looking, but these 9-11s are pretty powerful. Y'all hear me? 1 Corinthians. If we've sown unto you spiritual things, is it great? Is it a great thing if we reap of your carnal things, what's the P on that one? Here's Paul writing. If we've been the one that's come and preached the gospel to you, is it too much to ask that we get fed and a meal? Yes or no? That's what that's talking about. Preaching, preaching, preaching. That's a beautiful 9-11. Jesus commands us to do what? And he don't just command Gary to do it. He commands you to do it. And the best preaching happens through your 9-11s. That's when people will listen to you when they know you're not full of bull. But you've actually been tested through the fire, come through something. And you share your testimony how it won't you. Don't give me the glory. Jesus did it. And you can share Christ. Yes or no? That's what I see. Mark says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. This is God's plan, God's will for our life. The preaching of the cross is to them that perish. What? foolishness but unto us which are what saved is the power of what god that's the p we put there preaching don't start your 9-11 in matthew preaching when you're going through your 9-11 mess start right there and know that jesus loves you and work through the 9-11s before you start opening your mouth and telling about that okay say yes or no second corinthians 9-11 being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which God, which causes through us thanksgiving. Say thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to God. So what's this one? Praise. It's funny to me, and I know it's a message I put together, but to me, when you start in Matthew, there's a certain progression that's happening. In Matthew, when you're going through the 9-11, you turn there and start right there. You're not, oh, I'm in a 9-11. I'm screwed up. I'm really messed up. But as you keep going, listen, as you keep going... Wow, I'm going to praise him through this. Amen. Say, I'm going to praise him. Come on, that's good stuff. I like it. Being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causes us through thanksgiving to God. Jesus is worthy of my what? Praise. Again, the message today, victory through Jesus Christ. Okay, he gives us the victory. Revelation 4.11 says, Thou art worthy. 
in case you're wondering for what, what 411 is, here it is. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for he has created all things, and for thy pleasure they are created. Jesus is worthy of our praise. Say with a loud voice, worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and what? Blessing. We bless your name, Lord. Last one. How many are happy? He's finally there. I can't remember. I can't review with you. 9-11, Hebrews. But Christ being come a what? Don't forget that. Of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. What's our word? Another P. Priest. They're all P's. He ends up, Hebrews 9-11, he is my high priest. Wow. I tell you what, if you think like this, you can make it through any kind of hell Satan throws at you. Amen? This is good, and by the way, it's not hard to remember. I don't know what the pastor talked about. 9-11. Get your Bible. New Testament. Find the 9-11s. Stay in order. And see if when you get done, you ain't a little bit better. Amen? Because it sure helped me. We have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but Jesus was at all points tempted like we are, yet without what? Sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of what? Or you could put the word trouble in a time of trouble. So, oh boy, it started out sort of depressing when I opened the Bible and I looked at the 9-11 in Revelation. Satan. But boy, did I ever get encouraged when I said, well, wonder what the other ones say. And what I found in all the other ones is the answer and the only answer to defeating Satan. It's victory through Jesus Christ. It's all through the New Testament. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Say them with me loud. Here we go. Jesus loves people. It was predicted that he would die for us. He would heal our broken hearts. He would give us sight. We would be his followers. He promised us his mercy and he delivered. Now we preach the good news. We are so thankful and we talk to him now all the time. Amen. Jesus, say it loud. Jesus is my. Now, let's thank the Lord for the message. We're done. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord.